Hey everybody, today on Rado Runs Through, we're going to be talking some more crowd sorcery. We're going to be talking about some of the most exciting crowdfunding campaigns that are ending before the next episode airs on May 3rd. So before I get to suggesting though, as always, I'm going to pass it off to Richard to talk about some of the campaigns that this channel has already covered. So might I suggest some crowd sorcery? Let's get into it. Hey everybody. Hey Alex. Uh, let me get my little bit. I've just got four games to talk about that have been on the channel. And oh my gosh, it's so cold in here. Jen and I got back home last night. You can see there's our front door right out there. And um, we left the RV with the uh, furnace off overnight and now it's so cold. And uh, after I'm done with this, we've got to start, um, you know, unpacking and getting everything back in the house because our wonderful trip is over. We're back in the Pacific Northwest and it is raining and cold and miserable. And I want to go back to the Valley of the Gods. Oh, I miss it so much. But anyway. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Enough about that, folks. Let me just tell you quickly about four games, and then Alex, I'm sure, is going to have a whole bunch more stuff you're going to be very interested in. Starting with Mycology which ends its run on April 20th. Now, uh, this is a very, very family-friendly gateway-style game all about um, the art of mycology, about the study of mushrooms. And it's basically a goods harvesting and conversion game with a really wonderful presentation showing off a wide variety of fungi, funguses, um, and... I, you know, Shay did a run-through for it. It looks really, really sweet and charming if you're looking for a family from the game or a game to be used in an uh, educational setting. But, folks, go check out the Kickstarter page. Which, by the way, there's links for all of the crowdfunding pages down in the show notes below. Uh, and read up the bio on the designer developer of this game. He is a mushroom professor. And he's got to be one of the smartest people ever to design a board game in uh, board game history. I was really blown away by that. But the game looks sweet and charming, too. Okay, then we've got Vetter, which ends on the 26th. Kimberly did a run-through for this neat little deck builder. That um, is a sequel to a game Jen and I played called uh, Runeer, or Runer, which <clears throat> we actually liked quite a bit. And honestly, of the four games I'm talking about, uh, watching Kim's video, I think Vetter might be my favorite of this batch. Uh, because it is a deck builder that really has a different vibe. Uh, half of the cards you're putting in your deck are have powers that you want to use, and you use them, and they uh, get discarded, and eventually they'll come back in your hand, and you can use them in the future. But the other cards are resources that players are communally spending um, as runes to predict the weather in medieval Iceland. Uh, in fact, uh, Vetter is Icelandic for weather. And um, so it's a really interesting thing is you're getting cards, but they are not sticking around in your deck like most deck builders. Uh, it's kind of like a souped up version of 
oh, um, you know, a deck deconstruction game like Valley of the Kings or something like that, where you're getting them and you're getting rid of those cards as fast as you can and then trying to get to the power cards you keep around. Um, but the interesting thing is when you get rid of those cards, they don't go into your own score pile. They go into a communal score pile. And there's an interesting bit of uh, brinksmanship as to be who will be the last person to put a card in the pile to score the big bonuses. Looks very nice. I've been impressed by their previous games. And uh, Vetter ends on the 26th. Okay, then moving on to Santorini Riddle of the Sphinx. Now, I covered this one right on that very um, dinette table right there out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, this is a very, very impressive cooperative expansion to uh, Santorini, which is already an incredibly popular competitive go-slash-chess-like game that is very easy, approachable, with near-infinite replayability. And uh, it was always a little bit too uh, cutthroat and mean-spirited for me and Jen, no matter how wonderful the components were. But now, with this co-op solo mode in Riddle of the Sphinx, Oh my gosh, yes. You can watch my run-through. Again, uh, you can follow the links down in the show notes. I'll take you to the page and you'll find my run-through. And uh, yeah, I was really impressed by all the uh, stuff they threw in here. Especially the fact that they are now developing a, a hard difficulty level too. Because that was our one complaint is the prototype we had, the uh, challenge wasn't quite there. They were pretty easy riddles to solve. But I don't expect that will be the case for long when they uh, add the uh, godly difficulty level. Okay. Um, and then finally, Fractured Sky ends on May 1st. And now Shea did a run-through for this from IV Games. It's a uh, blind-bidding, dudes-on-a-map, uh, area-control-style game. And oh my gosh, folks... I, I Honestly, I expected Santorini was going to be the big fish in the pond, considering how popular Santorini is. But so far, uh, as of this morning, as I'm filming this, um, Fractured Sky is doing even better, about to crack a million. And, uh, geez, IV Games, they seem to know what they're doing. If you're looking for an area control game that has a lot of mind games in it, which is definitely kind of IV Games' thing, if you go back and look at Mythic Mischief or um, you know some of their other stuff, well, um, you might want to check this out. It's hugely popular. Really nice presentation. I know Shay really dug it. And um, yeah, it's ending, what did I say? On May 1st. So you've got a little bit of time to check that one out. And uh, that's it for me, folks. I got to get back to work. Uh, Alex, uh, let's see. Show us what you got. I'm sure there's a lot of fun stuff in store. Thanks for all the recommendations in the information, Richard. Let's jump back into it, starting with our rapid-fire honorable mentions for campaigns that are reprints or expansions and that type of stuff. So, first up on the honorable mentions list is Mindbug Beyond. This one is ending on Kickstarter on April 22nd. And Mindbug Beyond is a two-player card dueling, tactical card dueling game that was designed by Richard Garfield, creator of Magic the Gathering. And this, uh, this campaign is for two new standalone expansions to that base CCG game. So if you like the original or if you're looking to get into the game with some sets that add a few new extra mechanics and actions and things like that, then check out Mindbug Beyond, which is ending on the 22nd of April. Next one up is Hexplorit, Fall of the Ancients. This one is on GameFound until April 23rd. Uh, this one 
calls itself a board game slash novel hybrid. It's kind of a storytelling, definitely has like an RPG element to it and things like that. I've never played the Hexploit series, but I've heard really good things. You need the base set to play this one, but you can get the base set plus this expansion on that campaign. So make sure you check that one out on GameFound until the 23rd of April. And lastly is Zombicide White Death. This one is on Kickstarter until the 26th of April. This one is the sequel to the medieval fantasy version of Zombicide. So if you enjoyed that one or if you're just a fan of zombies in general, you should definitely check this one out. This is a well-backed project on Kickstarter until the 26th of April. Okay, that's it for my honorable mentions. Let's jump into the main event, the thing that you're all here for, some crowd sorcery. So, the first one that we're going to talk about today is Ecosphera Rewilding the World. It's on Kickstarter until April 20th. Now, Ecosphera is an environmentally aware, cooperative deck building game for one to four players. In this game, you're going to be working together as a team to restore the beauty of nature and rebuild the environment before it's too late, right? Uh, you're going to be using the five elements. It's water, time, earth, air, and uh, what's the other? Sun, I think, to grow plants and grow fungi. And then once you grow those things, then you'll attract different animals. And once you attract animals, then you will create these biomes. And that's kind of the goal of the game. Um, one of my favorite things about this one is the art in it is really beautiful. I think it really nicely fits the theme and it makes everything feel very nice and calming and, and nature-like. I also think probably the thing that I'm most excited about for this game is the fact that there really aren't that many cooperative deck building games out there that I've played at least. And I think it is uh, could be a really, really cool mechanic. I personally am not a huge fan of deck building as a genre, I guess. Uh, and, and so the idea of being able to do this cooperatively, I think definitely bumps that up on my list of something that I'm really interested in and uh, grabs my attention to learn a little bit more about this campaign. So if you want to save the planet, together with your friends, or if you just are interested in kind of a fresh take on deck building by adding this cooperative element to it, then might I suggest Ecosphera. And like I mentioned before, this one is ending on Kickstarter on April 20th. All right, next one we're going to talk about is Crown of Ash, which is ending on Kickstarter also on April 20th. The first one was about rebuilding the world. And Crown of Ash is much more desolate than that. It's kind of about destroying the world. So Crown of Ash is an area control slash worker placement game of battling necromancers, right? And you're all looking to usurp the throne. In the game, you're going to be playing as a commander of these undead armies using your minions to gather resources, recruit armies, and take control of the throne at the end of the game. There are definitely... It, you know, it looks like it has these light worker con worker placement mechanics in it, but it really kind of feels like the crux of the game is about using uh, combat to control different important areas of the board. So the combat in this game, typically I'm not a huge fan of combative games, but Crown of Ash promises this high conflict, low take that experience, which I was, you know, definitely caught my eye because... You know, generally com combat can be kind of a gotcha thing, and I don't really love that, especially when playing with new players, but 
this one in this game they talk about how you know even if you lose a battle you might not you're not going to necessarily lose the war you get some bonuses even if you can't muster up enough strength to win so it doesn't make losing feel so bad which is often my issue with a lot of those combative games so if you're looking for something that is strategic and combative but not really that mean as it turns out even though the theme is kind of pretty intense, then might I suggest Crown of Ash. And like I mentioned before, this one is also ending on April 20th. All right, next one up is a really kind of a weird one. This one is called Worn Wanderers, and it's on Kickstarter until April 21st. Now, Worn Wanderers isn't your typical board game here, right? Worn Wanderers is a portable trading card game for two players only that was sort of designed so that you could play it in line while waiting for things at a convention or something like that. I thought this one was really interesting because it's kind of, it's a game, but it's also like a solution to a problem, which I, I think is, is interesting. And I'd be interested to see more games like this. So in this game, you're going to be collecting these different characters and then adding sort of strength and special ability cards to them to then battle your opponents, outwit them, and be the first person to collect six loot. Now, the gameplay is really, really simple. You just kind of compare your attack and defense values, just as you would do in a lot of different trading card games. If your attack is higher than their defense, they take a wound and vice versa. But uh, the strategy, I think, comes when you are creating these characters. So each of these characters that you can get are modular, and they'll have different cards that could, you know, be, you could make your character that has a lot of strength but kind of attacks a little bit recklessly and doesn't have a lot of defense or you could make a character that's kind of more of a support player that has a high defense and maybe is good at healing some of your other wounds on your other characters so i think it's kind of interesting to be able to pick and choose and develop your characters as you go and develop your strategy based on who you're playing but uh i think you know it it is a really cool concept for a game. And I also really like that it doesn't require a table because honestly, sometimes you don't have a table. And personally, as someone who is, you know, just hates standing in line, having something to do while you're in line other than look at your phone, I think is is very welcome. So I'm excited to check this one out. Uh, if you're looking for a clever two-player game or just really something for you to do while you're waiting in line, wasting your life away, maybe you're at a convention or maybe you're at Disney or whatever, then you should, you know, might I suggest Warren Wanderers, which, as I mentioned before, is going to be on Kickstarter until April 21st. All right. Moving on now from that one, we're going into a fully fledged, heavy, super duper big board game. This one is Elder Scrolls Betrayal of the Second Era, which is on GameFound until April 21st. Now, this Elder Scrolls board game is a immersive campaign based RPG style game for one to four players. And I want to be very honest with you, I haven't really delved into the Elder Scrolls universe in the video games and everything. I didn't play Skyrim and everything, but I do know that the people who care about that fandom and are big fans of that are 
really going to enjoy this game because it seems super, super thematic. So you could just skip over this part if you play Elder, Elder Scrolls and you like it because I just know you probably should back it anyways. But uh, if you want to know more about this game, right, in this game you're going to be spending time, you're going to create a character, different race, different backgrounds, you know, different skills and things like that. And then you're going to be improving those skills and sort of your proficiencies over this campaign that's filled with different encounters and exploration and adventure and all kinds of stuff like that. Now, the gameplay itself looks pretty open world, which is cool and also thematic, with a lot of decisions to explore and there's a ton of different branching points, it looks like, that you can you can kind of take these different paths to make every game that you play different, which I think is, is great. So to me, it's kind of giving Gloomhaven a little bit, but it's got uh, some of the some shorter campaign episodes, I think, which is which is nice. And it boasts a lot of replayability uh, because you can pick a new character and start kind of, you know, and, and a different situation might arise for you. So I think for me, what really stands out is the commitment to the sort of world of Tamriel and the Elder Scrolls universe. I think they've done a really good job making it feel like the video games and, and paying homage to, you know, what that universe has created up to this point. And then as well, you know, it's you know hard not to mention the top-notch quality that uh, Chip Theory Games has when creating their, their components and stuff like that. They always do a great job with their production, and this one is no different. So, if you are a big fan of Skyrim, or just, you know, Elder Scrolls in general, or if you just want a cool campaign game and a character creation experience, then might I suggest Elder Scrolls Betrayal of the Second Era, which is on GameFound until April 21st. All right. Now that we've talked about the biggest one, probably this one is might be the smallest one on this list. This one is called Tall Tales, and it's on Kickstarter until April 24th. Now, Tall Tales is sort of a new, interesting take on the trick-taking genre, and it plays with three or four players. Now, in Tall Tales, you're going to have these cards in four suits, just like your typical trick-taking game, but each round you're going to be removing cards and adding new, more powerful cards into the mix. It's got this really interesting mechanic. Basically, after a trick has been played, you determine who wins the trick, right? Who's got the highest card, and you're going to go in descending order, and you're going to draft these other cards that are out there. So, the card that you had become, uh, goes off to the side, and or the card that you played goes off to the side, and you get to add a new card to a pile that will eventually become your hand in the next round. So, all of that is already kind of interesting, but if you are the lowest player, or you play the lowest card in the trick, right, you instead you get to discard the remaining card that's on the table and draw a new card to add to your hand for the next round that is from these other separate stacks that are off to the side, which are worth more points. So I think this is a really interesting element, and I think one of the coolest things about it is it's really kind of thematic. Basically, the cards off to the side are themed as memories, right? So you're you're remembering, you're telling a story, you're remembering the, the way things went, but, you know these memories can go off to the wayside and you can replace them with more powerful memories. And basically that's how tall tales are formed. And so I think thematically this trick-taking game kind of makes sense, which is uh, hard to find for a trick-taking game. So I'm really, really excited to check this one out. So if you're looking for a clever trick-taking game with some cute art, but still plenty to strategize about, then might I suggest Tall Tales, which is ending on Kickstarter 
on April 24th. All right. Next one is another sort of larger one. This one is called Terminus. This one is on Kickstarter until the 25th of April. Now, Terminus is a resource management and route building game for two to five players about constructing the best subway system. Okay. In the game, you're going to be building subway routes. You're going to be improving your technology, collecting more resources and getting more money so that you can then in turn build more subway routes. <laughs> That's the whole point of the game. But you know, the game uses this cool sort of rondelle action system. I love a good rondelle, uh, mechanic so i'm excited to check that one out but uh it also seems like it really has a very tight action economy every single time i i hear about this game the words competitive and the words tight are used almost every single time so it's a very just sort of a type of game where every decision counts so if you if you like those types of games then you, you definitely want to check this one out uh as with many games of this weight i think that, you know, one thing to look out for, I guess, would be that it can be kind of brutal uh, for first-time players or, you know, if you if you sort of make a few missteps at the beginning, you might not be able to catch up. But I think that is sort of comes with the territory, especially with these heavier games. So, you know, as long as you can figure out how to get the most out of your limited action pool, I think you're probably going to be okay. So, if you're looking for a heavier strategy game that looks hefty, but in a good way, and and actually, on their Kickstarter page, they mentioned that they were endorsed by the great heavy game master, Vital Lacerda, which is quite the endorsement, I think, for a type of game like this, then might I suggest Terminus. And, like I mentioned before... This one is ending on Kickstarter on April 25th. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind... The team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Now, the next one we're going to talk about is Chemical Overload. This one is on Kickstarter until the 27th of April. Now, Chemical Overload is a deck and tableau building game for one to four players about creating the best potions in the land, if you will. In the game, you're gonna spend chemicals to create various potions that will grant you bonuses and other powers to help you kind of build this engine, right? You're gonna to need to be smart how you mitigate the size of your deck, uh, and you can do so by combining different chemicals to make more stronger and more valuable elements, which will then help you make more potions in turn. I think this one looks really clever. It looks really combo-y, but not super heavy, which is nice. I'm, I'm interested to see what the speed of the game is like based on the decisions that you have to make on each turn. But 
you know, from the videos and from what I can tell, it feels like it could ramp up pretty quickly, which would make it a really great gateway game, I think. Like I mentioned before, deck building isn't really typically my genre, but I think this one seems a little bit friendlier. I think, you know, when you draft cards, they go onto the top of your deck instead of into your discard, and, you know, they also might go out into the field of play. So I think that coupled with just sort of a sim simple mechanics make this one a little bit more approachable and make me a little bit more interested in it, if you will. Uh, so if Potion Explosion or Quacks and Quedlinburg are kind of on your list and you want to complete the trifecta of these uh, potion-making games with interesting mechanics, then might I suggest Chemical Overload. And this one will be on Kickstarter until April 27th. All right, we're moving right along here. The next one up is called Nova Roma, and this one is on Kickstarter until the 27th of April as well. Now, Nova Roma is a strategic city building game for one to four players about constructing Byzantium, which is the second capital of the Roman Empire. And in the game, you're gonna be working to improve this brand new capital city by building monuments, you're gonna be solidifying sea trade routes, and you're going to be racing in the Hippodrome, which to me sounds pretty fun, I think, uh, in the hopes of gaining the attention of the Emperor and winning his favor. So the most interesting thing to me about this game, I think, is that there is this action selection grid that you're going to be using to be selecting your moves for the round to replace your character and you'll be able to take the two intersecting actions. It kind of reminds me of the action selection system in Targi, but... You know, that one is strictly two players, so I'm really interested to see how this kind of grid mechanic works out with more than two players. So, uh, each decision in this one, it feels like it's going to be super strategic and very important to, to sort of be constantly advancing yourself forward, which is which is great. And, and I really love when games reward you for thinking ahead and planning a few steps ahead, but, um, but not too much, right? I think this one has a lot of really interesting mechanics in it. So if you're looking for a game that has these innovative core mechanics that are being explored and, you know, those mechanics that just make you want to play it to see how it plays, this one is definitely one of those games, might I suggest Nova Roma, which is going to be on Kickstarter until April 27th. And the last one we are going to be talking about today is Torgal the board game, which is on GameFound until April 28th. Now, Torgal is interesting. Torgal is, is a cooperative storytelling game for one to four players that is based on the European comic of the same name. I'm not I'm not familiar with the comic personally, but the art in it, you know, which is from the comic series is absolutely stunning. So that already is a check in my book. In this game, you're going to be playing as one of the four main characters, I think from the comic book and working together to through sort of several different adventures that will branch and change based on your choices. So classic storytelling game, but you know, sounds really fun. There's also, it's kind of this really interesting puzzle element to it. I couldn't quite figure out the mechanics of it, but it uses sort of polyomino tiles, and you're going to be collecting them and also rolling to get polyomino tiles. I'm not 100% sure how it works, but I am a sucker for polyomino games, so instantly that little puzzle piqued my interest and, and got me interest, excited about the game. Now, 
from what I can tell, each character also kind of has this unique playstyle, unique uh, abilities to create a sort of a variety of different experiences based on who you play as and the decisions that you make therein. So, I, you know, I'm excited about this game. I, I've been kind of interested in storytelling games, and I finally got a chance to play a few of them this year. And, and so this is kind of just continuing to add fuel to the fire. I've, I really enjoyed sort of the mix between a board game and a role-playing game and things like that. And Torgal seems like it's going to hit that Venn diagram right there. So, uh, I... And, you know, like I mentioned before as well, the art is phenomenal because it comes from that comic series that's in impeccably illustrated. So even if you just want to look at it, this one is definitely one to check out. So if you're a big fan of the original Torgal comic series, or if you're just looking for a cool cooperative storytelling game that really, you know, values working together as a team, as a single unit, you know, then might I suggest Torgal the board game. And like I mentioned before, this one ends on GameFound on April 28th. Anyways, that does it for today's episode of Crowd Sorcery. If there were some games that I didn't mention that you want to know more about, or if you were just stoked on some of the ones that I did mention, make sure to let me know in the comments. As always, make sure that you subscribe to this channel and subscribe to my channel, which is called Might I Suggest a Game. And if you've already subscribed to both, then you can check out some of our most recent videos so that we can continue to help you find your perfect board game. Anyways, thanks for watching. I'll be back in another two weeks with some more crowd sorcery. As always, I'm Alex, your board game sommelier, signing off.